All right, guys, I hope we're all doing well today. Got some exciting stuff happening. I mentioned, I think, that I went, I started a TikTok account. And a couple of days ago, that started blowing up a little bit. I went from 400 followers to I'm about 17,000 right now in like two days. So that's pretty cool. I'm almost at a million views. So if you're not on that TikTok, go jump on it because apparently it's pretty awesome. Because I mean, lots of people seem to think it is. I, I, I think that the video that went viral was kind of dumb, honestly, and it started a little bit of controversy. But that actually makes me happy, too, because I've always wanted to be the center of controversy. But um, I've also got a Facebook community group set up. I don't think that there's anybody in it. Uh, I believe that, yeah, I don't think that there's anybody in it. The reason I started that was just so that people could kind of interact with me a little bit easier and also with each other. But if you guys are interested, head over to that. It's SciHackers, P-S-Y, Hackers. And then my TikTok account is Jack Gray um, SciHacks. Jack Gray underscore SciHacks, I believe. But yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to take us back a little bit. I talked about this concept a while ago, and I mention it every now and again. I'm going to kind of reintroduce it, and then I'm going to take it in a different direction because it kind of sets up what's been on my mind lately, and I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So, quick review. In the book Thinking Fast and Slow by Daniel Kahneman, I think is how you say his name, he describes how your, your brain basically operates with two different systems of thinking. System one is very quick, intuitive, and is great at pattern recognition. System two is more methodical and thought intensive. So if you listen to this show a lot, this is important to understand because I reference it a lot, but there's a ridiculous amount of information coming at us from just all the time. And you don't even realize it. Your brain does a lot of work filtering out the stuff that you don't need. So critical thought uses up a lot of energy. And back in the good old days, that energy was a luxury that our ancestors could not afford to squander. So our brains develop this incredible ability to take a large amounts of information and rapidly process it extremely quickly, like just so fast without using very much energy. Great system to have. And we do this by relying on pattern recognition and developing habits, for example. Some, there's some more stuff that goes into it, but that's kind of the basics of it. System one is a massive energy saver. Instead of making us think things through all the way, all the time, that part of our reasoning makes really quick, intuitive leaps in judgment. And it can be extremely accurate sometimes, but there's obviously some drawbacks to that, of course, because we're not, we're not thinking things through. We're literally not thinking things through. If the information that we feed to that system is faulty to begin with, then there's a good chance that we're going to be making those leaps in judgment based off of those errors for probably forever. You can change it, but once something gets into that system one way of thinking, it becomes a blind spot. You literally don't think about it. You skip over it. You ignore it because your brain is saving energy. You're wired to do that. So to actually dig down and kind of find those blind spots and like identify those issues and kind of adjust them, that takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of introspection and it takes a lot of like reprogramming yourself. And that's one of the ways that psychotherapy can help. You have somebody else that's helping you see those blind spots that you don't necessarily see yourself. So let's use an example. Imagine that you start a new job. At first, everything's new and it's all overwhelming. You have to take your time to process all sorts of new information, and it seems like those minutes can drag on forever, like all day. It's just, it's just, it's so time intensive because you're using a lot of mental energy. You're being forced to actually think, and it's exhausting. But then a few days into the job, you start to develop a bit of a rhythm, and it gets a little bit easier. So you've seen everything, so it's not as overwhelming. And after a few weeks, most of your day has become pretty much a habit. And then after a few months, those habits are so deeply ingrained in you that you don't even really think about them anymore. The problems that come up 
don't require much thought anymore because they look pretty much the same as the problems that you've seen in the past. You're seeing the same things over and over again. They might not all be exactly the same, but you can kind of lump them into the same categories. You know that certain solutions fit well with a couple of different problems, right? Your brain is really good at doing that, like kind of grouping things together and categorizing them. And that's why you automatically know if something is a table any time you walk into a room and there's a table in it, even though all tables look different. You recognize certain characteristics of that table and you just immediately know, yeah, that's a table. It's not immediate. Your brain's actually processing that, but it does it very, very quickly. Apparently, from what I've witnessed, uh, humans do have a blind spot for doors, though. I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a pool door and like, I thought it was a push and just boom. So system one is failing me on that one because I didn't stop to take the time to think about it. But anyway, the reason I'm refreshing you on this is to really drive home the fact that most people live their entire lives as walking programs. They learn a certain number of behaviors and responses that are appropriate in various situations, and then they pretty much stick with those forever. And we call this our personality, but in truth, it's more of a prison. So let me ask you this. How much of your personality is something that you decided on and how much is something that you kind of just got stuck with? I catch myself parroting people all the time and it freaks me out. It really does. Our beliefs act as a filter that totally dictate our internal environment. But how many of those beliefs do we actually question? I grew up assuming that I was stuck with mental illness. It runs in my family and I've had it for as long as I can remember. So I just assume that like that's something I'm stuck with and like... It's medication or a stressful life, and there's no other way. I grew up believing that success looked like graduating college, getting married, and finding a job that I could tolerate, because there's not a perfect job out there. Only a few people can be entrepreneurs, and you either have it or you don't. I grew up believing that the world is doomed. People are fundamentally bad, and basically that my only hope for things to get better in my personal life was if the right politicians got elected. And I vividly remember it, the first time that I really challenged any of those beliefs. It was incredibly uncomfortable, but I felt something shift. I, it, it felt scary at first because I've based my life off of these things. So what happens when I take that supporting structure away? You know, if that's wrong, what do I base my life around now? But I realized that it's a really good thing to get rid of those limiting beliefs. Accepting beliefs based on faith because you trust the source is very much like the parable of building your house on the sand. Ironic that I'm using a biblical parable to kind of make an argument against faith, but whatever. The idea is that there's no, it's, it's an easy metaphor. There, there's no foundation, except in this situation that the rain doesn't really come down and wash it away. Instead, what happens is that it slowly crumbles and it starts collapsing, but you don't want to rock the boat too much. So you just kind of tiptoe around the side and you, you kind of, you kind of keep it from exerting too much force and pressure on that structure because you know it could collapse and you're scared that it could and you don't want to look at it. And so you just try to avoid all the issues. And you, you avoid anything that challenges that in the integrity of that structure. And I know I'm mixing metaphors here with the, the rock and the boat and the house, but it just it felt right. I don't know what to say. But think about it. Seriously, you probably picked up most of the beliefs that you have now when you knew much less about the world than you do now. You've had so much life experience since you developed and adopted these beliefs, but you don't go back and re-examine those beliefs because you just accepted them as fact. My political party is a knight in shining armor. And, you know, how can the other team be so stupid all the time? I, they're so dumb. I don't get it. The only way to make more money is to get more degrees and to work longer hours and try to climb the corporate ladder. The only way to be healthy is to rely on a healthcare system that was educated in schools sponsored by pharmaceutical companies. I can't make it big because there's a one in a million odds. And the people who have it have a natural advantage and they have special privileges. 
Marriage is a nagging wife and a distant husband who barely tolerate each other. I didn't do well in school, so I must be dumb. I could go on, but you get the point. We're programmed with certain beliefs in childhood, even throughout our adult lives, honestly. I mean, like the media, our social influences, all, all kinds of stuff. Our brains are so fuel efficient that we evolved to rely heavily on that system one way of thinking. Our unconscious takes over and just directs all of our habits and our patterns. 95% of our waking lives are dictated by the unconscious. I talk about that all the time. It's super important to understand that. It's a lot and there's no point fighting it either. That's how we're built. I mean, like we can't really do anything about that. What we can do though is make sure that we're regularly auditing those beliefs, those blind spots, and those habits, and making sure that we program ourselves in a way that makes sense with where we want to end up. Schopenhauer writes about how the majority of people go through life never really exerting any more intellectual effort than they need to. He complains about how the only thing that really separates us from animals is our reasoning ability, but we barely use it at all. We, we hardly ever think for ourselves. And I was thinking about that yesterday morning while I was journaling, and I had an interesting thought. I was thinking about how when I try to wake people up to the fact that they are basically a living program and like they're, they're, they're this learned set of beliefs and habits and they're not really fully experiencing life, they seem to be content with it. Like it really doesn't bother them. They don't want to exert the mental effort to wonder if they could be doing more. They're fine just being complacent. And actually they choose not to push themselves and move forward. And that might sound crazy, but let's break it down and think about why real quick. We all know intuitively that if we start something big, it's going to be challenging and we're going to have to persevere through some hardships, right? That's not rocket science. And when we think through these, these possible outcomes, our brain is going to calculate the probabilities and the most likely um, in solutions or the out, most likely outcomes. So of course, it can only do all of this with the information that it already has available to it. So it's going to rely on your past to predict your future, or to predict the most likely future anyway. If, you're, if your past is full of evidence showing that you're not somebody who follows through, you're somebody who does not stay consistent when things get tough, your mind goes, nope, not starting it. I know I'm going to quit. And unfortunately, that's how most people live their lives. They don't do the little things that they know they need to. They're not building up a good case for themselves in the long run because they don't do the little things right. They don't trust themselves to do the big things right. And that's why everything you do is so important. Our unconscious is always watching. It's always waiting for instruction. It's not out to get you. It's actually very, it's a, it's a very efficient partner once you learn how to work with it, but it's taking direction from you. You may think that it's not a big deal to eat one cookie after dinner, but the system one way of thinking goes, oh, we eat cookies after dinner now. Let's save the brain energy and just automatically eat cookies after dinner and save on the computing power. That's Then it's a habit and you don't even realize what's going on. And it really takes it further because then it says, I have a craving for cookies and then I eat them. Let's always do that. Then it becomes a habit. This is what I do now. It's always watching. So moral of the story, make sure you question yourself. Take an honest look at your life and be realistic about where you're at right now. You're not going to get very far deluding yourself. So question your beliefs, ask where they came from, ask if they're moving you in the right direction and if they can actually hold up to an objective criticism. If you think they can, good. Go find somebody who totally disagrees with you and ask them to challenge your beliefs because they're gonna do a much better job. You can play devil's advocate with yourself. I do it all the time, but it really helps to actually go find someone who genuinely believes the opposite of what you do. And then instead of defending those beliefs, ask yourself and let yourself wonder if they could actually be right. Train yourself to let go of the need to have all the answers. 
because you know what we're not going to have all the answers we don't really know what's going on and we're not really equipped to find out we can do our best and that's about it but because of that we need to constantly understand that you know what we may be wrong we may be on the wrong path like when we start to think that we have it all figured out that's probably when we should be the most worried that need to make you commit to something to like to that, that feeling that you need, that certainty, like that belief that this is how life is, that this is who I am, that's gonna make you commit to things that are transient, that have very little value. Because you're gonna find the first thing that makes sense and latch onto it. And as time goes on, you may learn something that's, that makes you realize, hey, that's actually not that good of a belief to have. That's actually a limiting thing to think. But if you don't take the time to question it, if you, if you feel the desire to hold on to it just for safety reasons, then you're potentially holding yourself back in life. Thank you guys for listening. Good luck. Don't forget to hop on my social media.